Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of High Character. UMass season is unfortunately over. They lost 4-3 to three in the regional semifinal to Minnesota. Uh, we're going to talk about this game and then uh, kind of just summarize the season as a whole. So my name is Cameron, joined by my buddy Evan. Evan, how's it going, man? You know how it's going. I think everybody knows how it's going. I think we all share pretty pretty similar sentiments. It sucks. <laughs> like, it, you, you never want it to end like that, especially in overtime. Like, that's just freaking brutal. But um, overall, couldn't be more proud of the boys. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's as simple as that. Like, they played their asses off. Like, they were given 110% the whole time. Carvel knew it. He was talking after the game saying how proud he was of the team. They played well enough to deserve a win there. And then things happen. Like it's tough. It, it sucks, but let's get into this. We can show show the people exactly why it sucks. If they weren't able to watch the game, I think most of them know pretty well by now though, what exactly happened, but I'd say just get into it at this point. Yeah, we'll go through the game a little bit, and then we'll we'll talk about our feelings as a whole on the year and after this game. So, yeah, uh, UMass versus Minnesota, first game of the regional in Worcester, Mass. Uh, huge UMass crowd, like the best neutral site UMass crowd we've ever seen, probably. Yeah. Um, rowdy as heck. And UMass got on the board quick. Uh about halfway through the, the first period, Reed Webster uh, found himself open in the middle of the ice on a delayed penalty, and Keith Duke found him. The shot was a little rainbow looper, but they all count the same. So uh, that got UMass on the board, one nothing. Yeah, I mean, we were basically dominating them in the zone at that point just because we were on that delayed penalty. Like, we had the puck for a solid minute and a half, two minutes on that delayed call, it seemed like. And, um, yeah, we were up six on five the whole time in the zone. Um, really just trying to get shots and just try and, you know, control the possession as much as humanly possible, playing a lot along the blue line. Um, pass kind of went down low. I think it was towards uh, Keyfuke at the time. So Ufko kind of had it up on the point, passed it down to Keyfuke. And Lopina, or sorry, Lebster, just in a perfect position there, um, just right along the high slot. I'm not sure if it was a case of him not getting all of the puck on his shot or if it like tipped out off of a defenseman stick in front, but the puck was just kind of spinning end over end as it was in the air. It looked like literally like a three point, like arcing shot. And it just kind of went right over the goalie's uh, glove. I don't really think anybody could see it at that point. Like goalie was getting screened to hell. So it was obviously a tough um, goal against for him. You know, he was kind of just sitting there like, did that even just go in while we're sitting there selling? But um. Yeah, I mean, they all count. It wasn't the, the prettiest of goals, but when you're in playoff hockey, I think you're going to take what you can get at any point. So, Absolutely. Like we mentioned, that was on the delayed penalty, the, the power play that followed. Uh, one minute after that first goal, Garrett Waite found himself open in the slot. Pass kind of went off his skate and in. wasn't a kicking motion. They reviewed it, but uh, quickly got UMass up 2-0 in this one. It seemed like they were might, might pull away at that point. Yeah, at this point, we were on cloud nine, like two goals in basically a minute's time. Like, you're up two nothing against Minnesota. You're like, we got this in the bag. Like, we're feeling good, you know. Like, you don't score two goals in a minute like that and not, you know, start feeling yourself a little bit. Like, we were definitely playing with a bit more, you know, swagger. Like, we were sitting there like, hey, we're, we're doing this right now. Like, I don't think it was really any doubt at that point. But we were definitely feeling good in the moment. 
me and you, we were going crazy in the stands. We we're like, hey, we're looking good now. Like we got to start making plans for the next game. Um, but yeah, um, wasn't you know obviously knowing how the game ended. I mean, thoughts were a little bit different, but we were feeling really good after this goal. It was a great goal by Wade. I mean, pro- again, wasn't pretty. It wasn't you know like just a perfect like one time or something like that to an open net, but. Again, every goal counts at this point, and we were going to take whatever we could get. It was just yeah. that type of game. Yeah, get yourself in good position, and good things will happen. Uh, right after this goal, um, Minnesota really started to to put the pressure on. I think the the multiple replay reviews kind of took some of the wind out of UMass's sail, uh, mm-hmm. lost momentum a little bit, and it was uh, also noticeable in the second that UMass is really on their heels at the end of both of these periods, just in survive mode, basically. Uh, and two minutes before the, the, the end buzzer at the end of the first, Ryan Johnson of, of Minnesota gets Minnesota on the board and takes it into the break uh, two to one. Such an unfortunate goal. Like, again, like, yeah, they were all over us and they were really starting to get chances going, but they basically just took the puck into the zone. Like, it was a pretty clean zone entry, and they get a shot off. Um, I think it went off of Murray's right pad. Like they were shooting low, looking for a rebound. They had another player on the other side, basically going for it. Um, and wait, am I even looking at the right goal? Hold on. We might have to. Yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah. I just cut that part out. But um, yeah, the team was just, you know, we were kind of all back skating at that point, trying to get as much, you know, bodies in front as humanly possible. And then I think it was Felix. I think it ended up going off. It might've been Felix or Bollinger and, super unfortunate stuff there like you can't really game plan for that like that was just Minnesota basically needed that type of goal at that point like they weren't really getting anything super clean if they were looking to score and try and claw their way back into the game it was a matter of getting something greasy like that um obviously if you put pucks into that zone good things are going to happen eventually and slowly but surely it ended up happening yeah it did like I said they took a, a two UMass took a two to one lead into the break and they came out firing in the second, uh, only a minute 24, and Reed Lebster found himself in that, that greasy area that you talk about again. Uh, puck kind of bouncing around, and Lebster just chops it home to make the lead 3-1, and that's how it stood for most of the second period. Yeah, again, super good forecheck here. Like, that, that second line, it, it's kind of, like, in a tragic sort of way, kind of funny how we were sitting there. You know, the last couple of previews that we were doing, we were saying, yeah, you know, it's the first line doing everything. They're the ones really stepping up. And, you know, like we needed that secondary scoring. And, you know, we were asking for the secondary scoring, you know, in previous games, never really showed up. It was mainly the first line doing most of the stuff. And now at this point, when we've like completely resigned ourselves to the fact that it was just going to be the first line doing everything. Now, all of a sudden, Lebster and that second line are just stepping right up and managing to put away most of the goals in this game. It's like, the moment that like we're sitting here asking for something, we don't get it. And then we say, you know what? We don't even need it at this point. Now all of a sudden it comes along. It's like, we're getting everything completely opposite at this point. Like it's, it's tragically funny, but um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a solid goal by, by Lebster there. I mean, it was great for check just being able to get into those dirty areas and finding a puck. Like he, he kicked it right over to his stick, like really good hand-eye coordination there just to get it into the proper area. And, it was a well-worked goal. Like goalie had absolutely no idea where the puck even was at that point. So if you get it on net, it was going to go in. So great sort of awareness and focus there to get it on net in a crucial moment. Yeah. And that made the score three to one. UMass was 
uh, honestly coasting at this point. It seemed inevitable they'd be able to close this out. Little did we know that would be their last goal of this season. Uh, towards the end of the second, uh, again, UMass really back on their heels with Minnesota, putting on a lot of pressure, uh, really just hoping to escape the period without giving up a goal. But three minutes left in the period, they do. Uh, Tristan Bros knocking one home for Minnesota, and uh, UMass took a three to two lead this time into the locker room. Yeah, another case of like just clearing out the net front is such an important part of playing defense. Like it looked like we definitely had guys on Bros at that moment. Like we were, there were physical bodies there in front of the net, but it's just they weren't strong enough to kind of deter whatever they were trying to do out in front there. Like it was a, basically they just whipped the puck towards the front of the net and saying, bros, please tip it, just do something. Mm-hmm. And we had a body like laying on him the whole time. I think it was Bollinger at the time. And just, he was still able to get a clean tip, you know, like it wasn't enough of a deterrence to not get a clean, you know, sort of motion on the puck. And it ends up going right past Murray. Like, cause Murray's probably not expecting a, a tip of that sort of speed. Like you're thinking, okay, if we have, you know, two guys in front of the net like this, either they're going to chop at the puck, you know, the puck's going to move one way or another, and I'm going to be able to track it. Like it was such a clean tip. And that was the really tough part here. Um, You know, and again, at this moment in the game, you're thinking, okay, like, yeah, they're clawing their way back into it a little bit, but we still got the lead. And yeah, it's just the two goals that they've scored up until this point are just like net front, like, we just got to be able to clear the puck away better. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's super unfortunate for that to happen at that, you know, again, in these moments of the game, you know, like we, it seemed like we had our foot on the gas pedal the whole time and they're just finding stupid, weird goals out in front. Like it's, it's a backbreaker just looking back on it now. Like I tr- I've tried to not think about the game too much ever since last night up until, because we're recording this the day after and Rewatching all this it's just tugging at the heartstrings again like damn it like these are the ones that went in like it, it sucks yeah and uh another similar goal in the third this game's three to two umass takes uh a couple pretty dumb interference calls colin felix got one ryan ufko got the next one and uh it was the ufko penalty that led to a power play goal from from minnesota matthew nice i think you say yeah. uh looked like the puck just kind of squirted out from the corner and he uh found found the back of the net before umass even really realized what was happening yeah i mean they were on the power play at this point like just to touch on upon the penalties real quick like i think the felix one was pretty soft mm-hmm. it didn't even look like he was trying to make contact with him he was kind of just standing his ground and the guy skated into him that's a little stupid but yeah no the ufco penalty i think was deserved like you can't have a puck swinging towards your man like that and then you just straight up deck him from behind while the puck's literally 10 feet away like it's one thing to clear out the front of the net and be physical but you got to do it a bit more smart than that like you have to at least try and sell it as not as hard of a hit you know like you just you got to at least sow the seeds of doubt in the referees at that you know in that moment but it just looked like he was making a run for the numbers and just hit him with the puck not even being all that near him but yeah this goal like you said basically just Puck was in the corner, kind of squirted out, literally was touching the face-off dot, the left face-off dot, and a hell of a shot, you know, all things considered. Like, that was a twine-seeking missile. Like, he put it right up in the corner where, you know, Murray just could not get his glove to it, 
but just again just such a weird goal you know what I mean like I I just that could be one that maybe you say Murray want to get might want to get back there like if there's any goal in this game that you really think that he might have been able to 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 get the glove on it that would have been the one because the other two ones were just like one of them literally went off your own defender at that point and the other one was a really solid tip in front like those wash your hands of you know these things happen but if you're seeing the puck the whole way like that, and we're kind of holding Murray, or at least I'm holding Murray to this sort of high standard because I know he has it in his locker. Like, he's been that guy this season. But this was really the backbreaker to give up. Like, if you get a big glove save there, I think we're good. I think you close out the rest of the game. Like, that could have been the momentum shift right there where Mm -hmm. Minnesota's thinking, like, there's no way we're getting back into this now. Like, if Murray's going to be that sort of superhuman, then there's no way they're clawing their their way back into this. But it just wasn't to be like it was such a like the puck just squirts out to him right in that face off dot and he just absolutely rips one home again great shot but i don't know maybe i'm i don't know it might be i might be getting a little bit too emotional right now and letting you know my words get away from me but just a super super heartbreaking goal to give up there like we're sitting there and we're like oh no like you know seven minutes left in the game basically and now it's tied. Like we were up three, one at one point kind of cruising, you know, we were feeling pretty decent. And now all of a sudden we got ourselves a legit game again. Like it was getting scary at this point. And yeah, I was just on edge from the, from this point to the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, with seven minutes left in the third big credit to the UMass fan base that was at this game. Cause from that point on, they were so into it really just mm-hmm. trying to will this UMass team to a win uh, standing up pretty much the whole rest of the game and it it didn't work out went to overtime three to three um, in this this overtime period we didn't see UMass really dominate like we've seen in in prior playoff overtime periods uh, it seemed like in the past UMass always always has the clear visible edge in in overtime but it, it wasn't to be here Minnesota was just too fast it cut corners too well and uh, it led to at 8:31, puck behind the UMass nets comes back up for the Hobie candidate Ben Myers, and he puts a really nice shot on it to end UMass' season. Yeah, that was definitely something I noticed throughout the whole game too. Was just they're a very very quick team. Like we always talk about, you know, early as Carvel always talks about being like fast as part of the whole fast hard prepared thing, and this team was either matching our speed or exceeding it at times. Like a lot of their defensemen just carrying up the puck, they seemed extremely confident in their skating ability. Like we talk about like how Scott Morrow is kind of shifty and all that. We were seeing that from most of their defensemen. Like that's, that's just unreal. You know, like they're, they're a very talented team and obviously, you know, we're always going to back our boys, but you can't discredit Minnesota at the same time. Like they were a very, very solid hockey team this game. Um, and that, that speed and kind of like edge work and agility kind of showed on this goal. Like they were just beating us in the corners, you know, they were just super shifty. And that was kind of what led up to the goal was just finding extremely small openings and being able to make really quick adjustments with your feet. Um, and, you know, they basically had the puck right up along the, the edge of the net and just tapped it out in front. And Ben Myers was just there, you know, he was just quicker. He, and he had a solid portion of net to shoot at and he just tapped at home like 
we we were just sitting there in complete and utter shock. Like we were nervous. Though every time the puck was in our zone, we were just like this. This could be the final seconds of our season. Like it's that's such a nerve wracking moment in OT, and for it to end like that, like just it it was heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Like that's it's it's the worst to see it end like that, especially when we had the lead for so long and we thought you know, 30 minutes prior to that, we were like cruising at that point. We were just like, yeah, up three, one, let's go. Like this game, this might be a bit of a hot take, but like if, if the 2019 Denver game was in like some weird, like alternate dimension, that's how this game like would have been, you know, like just up three, one, then all of a sudden they tie it and we're sitting there like, uh, are we going to be okay? Like obviously in the Denver game, it came out ahead of us, but now we're seeing the other side of what could have been like, this is a very similar circumstance for me. And I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more honestly on the feeling. It was brutal to see uh, after the handshake line and stuff, just Bobby and the other seniors just embracing the tears and stuff. It really, really makes you think back on all, all they've been through, all they've, they've done for this program. And like, just really, really tough to sit there and see. I'm glad uh, they had at least a big UMass fan base there to to cheer them off the ice one last time, but just yeah, heart absolutely heartbreaking way to lose any game, never mind a, an elimination playoff game. So uh, yeah, not not great. Especially uh, we've been on the winning side in playoff overtimes quite a bit. I get, this is our first real taste of that yeah. that that losing side of it, and don't want to be here again, obviously, but. Uh, Good season all around. Hockey East champions that can't take that away from us will be raising a banner in, in Mullins next season for that, which is cool. Uh, but I guess I guess it's just awesome that our expectations of this team are this high now. I, I, mm-hmm. If you were, if you thought about the last five years, a decade ago, it seems unfathomable. It seems impossible. So I'm I'm really glad that we are we're able to have our expectations of this team as high as we do. Yeah. And the real, the real gut wrenching part of it for me was like, like after the goal, like after that OT goal, it was more or less just kind of like utter shock. It didn't really set in for me, but then like when after the handshake line and the boys just kind of all like rallied up like around each other. And then Bobby kind of turns around and then started saluting the fans. Like he was basically looking directly in our direction, just from where we were sitting. Like, it just all kind of flooded back. You know what I mean? Like the, the thing that kind of was getting me the most was like, I was a student, like when they were first starting up as freshmen. So like just feeling that connection and like, just knowing that that was the last time I'll most likely see anybody in UMass history wear the number eight, like just knowing everything that that you know, all those seniors, just like what they did for the program and how much Carvel, t- you know, speak so highly of them and like what they've done for this program. It's, it just started flooding back to me. And I literally was shedding tears in the crowd. Like I was trying to hold it together for so long, but then the moment that they kind of turned around and started saluting us and everything, like literally like was tearing up. It was unbelievable. Just everything that they've done. And now it's coming to an end. Like you never want to think about that moment. And it's like, you know, we're sitting here throughout the course of all these past seasons, like knowing that that's going to eventually happen, but we kind of push it back in our minds thinking like, let's just enjoy the team while they're still here. And we've been doing that for so long now. 
And then for it to culminate to that final moment, just it's, it hurts. Like it's just, I know most of the people listening to this are going to be sharing that same sentiment, but I just felt the need to vocalize it because it was just, that's just how I was feeling in that moment. Like it, I completely agree with everything that like you said about like, you know, with the expectations, like obviously during our freshman year, there was not a snowball's chance in hell that we were going to have those sorts of aspirations five, six years from that. You know, like I remember, I think you might be able to tell the story a bit better, but you know, we were talking to a buddy of ours in the stands and he was saying, you know, yeah, a totally like there's, you know, we're definitely going to win a national championship in five years. Like you're, you're out of your damn mind. And like, we were sitting there thinking like, you never know, like, you know, again, you might be able to vocalize that story a bit better. I might be having some of the details mixed up, but yeah, it was just definitely a case of, you know, expectations have just gone so high in recent years. And all things considered, this was still a hell of a season. You know, hockey's champions, still a huge honor. Like, there's still going to be a banner for that. But it's just, I thought this team could have could have gone a little farther. That's all. You know, like, we had so much talent. The character was so high on the team. I think they deserved a bit more. It's yeah, just, it's tough. The uh, story with your buddy there, um, he was telling us that, uh, he was laughing at us for even thinking about UMass being good or ever selling out the Mullen Center and uh, jokes on him. Looking yeah. back at the last five years, uh, really, really thankful for for everything we've had. And Evan and I had the chance last night, a while after the game ended, before the boys uh, got back on the bus, we were lucky enough to be able to talk to Bobby and Anthony Del Gaizo and really all we could we could say to them in that moment was thank you like thank yep. you for everything that you've given us all the like the joyous moments they've given us over the last four years and that's it's just how we feel like we couldn't be more grateful like uh I know you were saying it to Bobby just like you don't know if you're ever going to see somebody represent that Massachusetts on the chest better than him it's just yeah it was it was an emotional moment and just very glad we got to at least say that to them before before they leave yeah we also spoke to Carvel too like very briefly like it was just it's obviously like it's bittersweet I think that's kind of the term like you know so grateful for everything you know like we were able to, to talk to them after the game like they were you know super super polite super you know obviously with everything they were going through like imagine what we're feeling right now it's probably multiplied by 10 or 100 on their mm-hmm. parts like it, it must be just so much worse if you're actually out there on the ice like they they're the ones that are really sacrificing everything for the team like they're the ones out there practicing playing eating the right way being those high character guys that they are but like obviously the you know the fans are doing a lot too supporting from the sidelines but like the end of the day it's it's about them you know what I mean and just everything that they've done like it's just it's amazing you know like that's just the type of team that we have going now and long may it continue. You know, obviously we can't just give up here and say, this is the pinnacle of, you know, UMass hockey. Like we got to strive to even be better. Like we're going to see guys, you know, probably five or 10 years from now that are going to be amazing representatives of UMass hockey. You know, like we can't just say like, we had really, you know, two great classes that we're super proud of and, you know, can't say enough good things about them. We can't just say like, all right, that's it. You know, can't yeah. give up. We're going to have obviously have 
a bunch of high character guys coming through. As long as Carvel's here, I don't think we're going to be able to accept anything less. And yeah, it's just, I feel like I'm rambling at this point. Like I just, I'm just in this massive stream of consciousness. Like, yeah, you make, uh, you make a good point. As long as Carvel's at the helm, I, I wouldn't expect any less than that. Like this is only the beginning of, of what UMass is going to be capable of going forward. Mm-hmm. I guess we can, we can hop into our awards from this game and just fully put a, put a bow on it. So uh, the first award that we give out is CCC Carvel's Character and Compete Award. And for this game, I think we have to give it to Reed Lepster. I mean, uh, we've been harping on the other lines for not doing much scoring, and he comes in in a big playoff game and gets two, two big goals. Yeah, no, I mean, his contributions to the game were extremely important, you know, like right place, right time had the the mental awareness just to relax and just put, you know, especially on that second goal, like he could have just been chopping at it the whole time, being really nervous, but he recognized that the goalie was out of position, didn't, you know, had an open spot to shoot at and tucked it away. Again, we were asking so much for secondary scoring and we were getting it, you know, like that's, that's a huge contribution, especially in a national playoff game like that. Um, good job to read. Hopefully he steps it up even more next year. He's going to be a senior at that point, and we're going to need that type of scoring going forward. So really happy for him for it to start here. Yeah, we're definitely going to need him for sure on that first line, putting in putting in work. Um, the second award that we give out is the Good Try UMass Award. Um, and I think for this game, we have to give it to um, Felix and Bollinger. Uh, I mean, I hate to do it. They've been, they've been helping the team out so much down the playoff stretch. It's just – just the two of them seem to be caught in the middle of all of, or most of these Minnesota goals that you kind of, kind of shake your head. Um, and there was the interference call on Felix, which you said before may or may not have been deserved, but just uh, tough, just kind of caught in, in tough positions in this game. Yeah. Like a majority of the goals were coming from that center spot on the ice, mm-hmm. you know, like right in front of the net. And, you know, that was basically three of them. Like, three out of the four, like, besides that, I think it was the third goal, which was kind of just that snipe from the faceoff dot. Other three goals were basically just either physically went off of one of our defenders, which I understand is super unfortunate. Like, you really can't control that too much, but it might just be a case of slightly better hand-eye coordination, you know. Um, but two of those goals were just directly caused by just being out in front of the net in a solid place and just we couldn't get our sticks there. We couldn't get our bodies there. Like, you just – this is the time, like, it's the national tournament at this point. Like, these things need to be tightened up. Um, and, I mean, we're definitely not giving this with any sort of malicious intent. Like, we completely love everything that they have provided this season and obviously in prior seasons as well. Like, this is kind of, like, the crappiest one to give out, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's not purely on them, but, like, it's definitely a case of if we had to find some people to single out, those, those were the, you know, those are the guys that – we kind of had to pick because it's just that's just where they were on the ice you know what I mean like you gotta you just gotta do a little better there you know even if you get one stick there at one point you know you you clear away one of those game might not even be going OT Mm -hmm. and obviously that could be some crazy revisionist history like you don't want to keep using what ifs but that's just the reality of it it could have very well been that case so Feels super terrible giving it out, especially with everything at stake here. But that's that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there. So the uh, 
The third award that we give out is a custom award. And this, we're going simple for this one. It's going to be the thank you award and is going to all of our seniors. Obviously, their their last game on the ice at UMass. Uh, we've we talked about it a little before in this episode, just couldn't be more thankful for everything they've given this program. I mean, they brought us a national championship, something people never thought was even possible for this school and just an, multiple hockey East championships, multiple awesome playoff wins, multiple amazing regular seasons and regular season games, everything like that. Uh, every senior that we've had the chance to interact with has just been awesome to us. Just high character guys. So this is where it's just to thank them one last time. Yeah, I'd even go so far as to kind of even extend that award, like not even just the player seniors, but like equipment, like um, student managers, you know what I mean? Like we have a couple seniors there, like obviously our big analytics person, Katie Yates, like she's going off to the NHL, I'm pretty sure, maybe as soon as this week, like in the, in the Flyers organization, like it's just a massive thank you to everybody that's not going to be here next year, like not even just senior players, but all the contributions just from everybody from, you know, on this team is just, it's been amazing. You know, it's contributed to such a good culture, such good results on and off the ice, you know, like just as people, like there's not a single person on this team that I would say is, you know, a bad person. You know what I mean? Like everybody is just so high character on and off the ice and couldn't be happier for them just growing as both players and people. Um, they, they deserve all the recognition and praise that they get. Like, that's just as simple as can get for this type of award. Like normally if this was a regular season game, it'd be like, oh yeah, kind of a cop-out trophy here. You know, we're giving out kind of a cop-out. Not in this case, this is not a cop-out at all. This is genuine deserved. We're thanking all the seniors here. You know, like usually we, we tend to single out, you know, one person for the custom award, but in this case, no way, you know, it's all about the seniors here. Yeah, I agree. And if you happen to be one of those seniors listening to this, like I want it to be known that, and I think I could speak for you and uh, a lot of other UMass fans, just like, uh, I hope you know how much like joy and happiness you've brought to all of our lives in the last four years and in ways that we didn't even think were Mm -hmm. possible or achievable for this school. Like it means the absolute world and couldn't be more thankful again. 100% like it's it's crazy to me just you know not even thinking about the podcast but just like as a UMass fan across all these years like I it's it's kind of like taking over my life you know what I mean like it's crazy just like as a student you know like when we were talking to Del Geizo like he immediately recognized me as like the guy that would get there first before all the games like you know it's just crazy how much this team kind of means to me personally and what it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of helped me become part of a community. You know what I mean? Like I, at least my first couple of years when I was following this team, I wasn't really on Twitter. Like, I think I had an account at that point, but I hadn't logged into it in about two years. And then when Cam kind of said like, Hey man, like, I know you're big into hockey and all this stuff. Like there's this thing called UMass Twitter out there. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, this makes no sense. But obviously now like really fully ingrained into UMass Twitter I'd like to think and uh just this team has just kind of brought me into a whole community that I never really thought I'd be a part of like 
even if they don't even know that they've done it, you know, like, cause they, they might just be thinking like, yeah, you know, we're just out here playing hockey, you know, doing our own thing, but it's so much more than that. Like it's, it's, you know, like the things that we've been able to do just by following the team, like now it's like, we're doing this podcast now, like we were able to go out to Buffalo because UMass Twitter was so cool and like donating to us. Cause we were a bunch of broke college kids at the time, like just the, the, the overall outreach and just the amount of support that kind of all start like I feel like if we had a different coach at the helm it wouldn't be the same you know like there wouldn't be this type of community like team building just atmosphere that Carvel's managed to bring in and it really rubs off on not just the team but just the whole UMass community as a whole like it's it's unbelievable to think about like just at least for me and obviously I can probably extend that to you and the rest of UMass Twitter as well like it's it's such a beautiful thing that we've started to cultivate here and i'm hoping it just continues to grow like it's it's amazing yeah i think you make a great point i think i think good leadership really bleeds down to every level the staff the players the fans i think uh if you have good leadership at the top it it really like goes to everybody and kind of rubs off on everybody that way i think now would probably be a good time for us to say our our thank yous for everybody that we know that supports this podcast as well. hundred um, percent. Obviously like, I don't think we'd be able to have the drive and dedication to do all of this for this podcast and the, the YouTube videos and the reels and social media and everything like that. If there wasn't such an overwhelming outreach of support for us, mm-hmm. I, I've been so grateful for everybody that's reached out to us, everybody that's had conversations with us um, in person, online, everything like that. You just, uh, everybody on the team that's like talked to us, reached out. Um, you guys just like make us strive to be better every single day. And like, yeah. we so like support so much um, everything, all the kind words, everything like that. So uh, just wanted to say one more thank you for this season. And obviously we're going to continue this podcast going, but just uh, this is our first season doing it. So I wanted to say like a big thank you to everybody for that. Yeah, no, this isn't like a farewell message. Yeah. We're obviously going to keep this going. But yeah, no, I want to just amplify what you just said tenfold. Like, it's just all the support has just been unreal. I feel like we've said this across a lot of our episodes recently, but that's just because it continues to get so much support. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like, everybody, you know, reaching out to us and just saying thank you. Like, when we kind of started this, we were thinking like, all right, yeah, cool, you know we already kind of talk about the team a lot, like just on like car rides to and back from the game. Yeah. Throw it up online. See if people agree with us. You know, maybe we got some hot takes and people will think that we're stupid. Who knows? You know, like it definitely was kind of originally thought about just in the context of like, we'll see where it goes. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, like just so much support from everybody. Like we didn't really think it was going to blow up to the point that it has at this point, you know, like we're getting, a ton of viewers per episode at least in our eyes like we probably think it's a ton like and just everybody recognizing us out in public like like it kind of just seems like we're becoming like a staple of these games like you really can't go to a UMass hockey game without seeing us you know what I mean like and granted that wasn't it's not like a new thing like we were showing up to all the games regardless Mm -hmm. but like just everybody you know reaching out and supporting us it's just it just kind of takes it to a new level. You know what I mean? Like we kind of felt like, you know, we were just, you know, normal fans. And obviously we still are just fans at the end of the day, but like 
it's just so awesome to see that people kind of like take our thoughts and our opinions and stuff like you know seriously and like they value our opinions like that it's just so validating you know what I mean like it's it's crazy just to just to see all that in action like I never really thought that I would kind of have this sort of platform at that point you know like I figured I'd just be like oh yeah I got a Twitter account and I talk about a team that I like you know cool but like people are engaging with the content you know like just sharing their thoughts with us like it's just it's kind of bringing everything together again it's kind of that it kind of goes back to that whole community thing I was talking about before like we're really just starting to cultivate a community and we're doing it from all these different facets and it's kind of all coming together like you know like we could have just as easily just had a podcast and then not have a lot of people engage with it but because UMass Twitter is so you know inclusive and everything we just start to gravitate towards everything like people are gravitating towards the team which is pulling us closer into that you know community like it's so cool just seeing everything come together just into this big UMass Twitter sphere you know and Mm -hmm. it's just it's awesome so again thank you everybody for making this happen you know what I mean like because I don't think we'd be doing the stuff that we're doing right now if we were getting five views you know (laughs) like straight up like it's just we still have day jobs like we're still just regular people like everybody else so we probably wouldn't have the drive to say all right guys we just logged off our work computer for the day let's immediately get onto the pod you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely going to be you know going forward that's definitely what we're looking at right now is just keeping on the same track of just giving out a bunch of cool content you know what I mean like got a lot of stuff planned you know this off season like obviously we're going to be taking some time off for a bit because we want to, you know, leave the guys alone a little bit too, you know, like they just came off of this, you know, this game, whatever you'd want to call it, you know, um, just, you know, just this disappointing end of the season, but um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we have some stuff planned. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. Like Evan said, we're, we're going to be taking a break for a little bit. Um, barring any breaking news with the hockey program maybe we'd hop on for for something like that but gonna take a break for a while um i don't have a date yet when we do we'll post on our social medias about our first episode back um we're gonna have a lot of cool content for you guys when we do i'm hoping to have a lot of interviews this summer should be very cool some uh some (laughs) some some names that we didn't think were possible for us to get, I think we'll be able to get in this yeah. summer, which will be really cool. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to it, but we, we like the guys need a little bit of a break ourselves. I think mm-hmm. so. I'm um, going to take a step back for a little bit. Um, yeah. Anything, anything else you wanted to say before we sign off? Um, Send our thank yous, give it a little bit of a preview as to what's, what's to come in the future. Um. Yeah, definitely some of the names that we have thrown around are not what we expected to be able to get this soon. Mm-hmm. Like some big name guys out there. But um, yeah, just again, thanks a ton. Um, there's a, definitely a couple of ideas that I have floating in my head for some cool content that I think are really going to be cool. Like definitely, I don't, don't forget about us this offseason. That's all I'm saying. Like we're definitely still going to be active. We have some ideas keep keep your eyes and ears open because when that stuff drops it's going to be very cool and you guys are definitely going to want to hear and see it yeah and we'll have some um some cool like recruiting news that kind of thing like about uh we'll have a full episode on next year's freshman class uh that kind of thing so definitely a lot of content that we'll have coming out 
in the off season. And uh, for the beginning of next season, don't rely on the Teal Sharks jersey to be able to find us in person because uh, thanks to the UMass store, we have a couple of new jerseys that we're going to be debuting next season, which will be which will be pretty cool. Maybe maybe we'll update our maybe we'll have some alternate podcast logos to represent our Ooh. new our new jerseys. But I like that yeah. idea. Yeah. So a lot of things to come for us. We're not going anywhere just for a little bit. We just need a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I think everybody does after after yeah. last night's game. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, for one last time in the 2022 season, uh, thank you guys for listening. Been a hell of a year. Um, again, we appreciate all the support from everybody. And go UMass. Go UMass. Thanks for everything. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.